history behind it too. You know, and that's one thing. Some churches have a traditional service and contemporary service. But uh, I like, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I'll tell you why. Because I think that the younger people, it's good for them to hear some of these older hymns and, and listen to them and know that particularly know the history behind them. And I think it's good for the older people to, to hear some of the newer music that's out. So, you know, I think it, uh, uh, we should come together in one service and worship together and learn from each other. And that kind of goes hand in hand with what we're going to be uh, talking about uh, uh, this evening. So with that said, let's turn to our study, to our focus of study tonight in Titus chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. Now, I know I get a little silly and joke around a lot, and I, I apologize sometimes I like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that or joked that, so I'll be beating myself up later. I probably shouldn't have said that about my mother-in-law when I read my T-shirt off, and even, even though it's true. Um, <laughs> Titus chapter 2, 1 through 5. Titus chapter 2, 1 through 5. That as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, Dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith. Now remember, I'm reading from the English Standard Version. So if you have uh, King James uh, yeah, or uh, a different version, it may be worded just a little different. Uh, sound of faith in love and in steadfastness. Older women, likewise, to be reverent in behavior, not slanders or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. All right, let's go ahead and have another quick word of prayer, if we may, please. Uh, dear Father, Lord, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Uh, Lord, thank you uh, for your good word this evening, and I pray that you will lead us, guide us, direct us uh, in your word. Uh, Lord, let it be beneficial for spiritual growth. Let us be edified, let us be equipped, and most, support, and most importantly, let us glorify you in all things and all situations. Let us always be in a perpetual state of growth and uh, never satisfied, always learning and striving for more of you, Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, so, uh, you know, when you look at um, um, our world, they are consumed with beauty. You know, you can't go past a, you know, every time you're in an aisle to check out, that's all you see is uh, health and fitness magazines. And every time you see a commercial, it's uh, either for the, uh, uh, the uh, stuff you put on your face to take down wrinkles or bags or whatever under your eyes or the Capella's hat or whatever it is. It's something to, to make you look better or prettier or to disguise something uh, to make you look better. And, uh, you know, that's the world's uh, view. You know, there's a lot of pressure on men to look a certain way, a lot of pressure on women to look a certain way. And, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, I told us what me and Brady was talking about the other day. We said, uh, we was watching uh, some kind of beauty, there's something come across a commercial, and I don't know, I might be, I might be watching something. And I said, you know, we just need to learn to, to grow old gracefully. You know, and it's sad that, People just can't seem to let go, you know, like it or not, we're all going to, you know, unless we, Lord calls us home, we're going to get old. I mean, there's just no stopping. And it's sad when you see individuals, male and female alike, you know, that uh, they can't handle the fact that they're getting older. 
Nothing worse than seeing a guy with a beer belly and skinny jeans on, 50 years old, still trying to hit on 20-year-olds. It's like, dude, please, jet bike dyed hair, you know? And then uh, you got some women that, uh, you know, it's just they're way beyond the age of mini skirts, but uh, they still trying to rock them with the big hair and lots of makeup. And it's like, whew, honey, you need to just let that go, you know? But, uh, you know, it's tough for some people. They, they can't seem to handle it growing old and uh, I, I'm not a, a fan of it you know I, in my mind I still feel like a young person but boy my wife sure lets me know in a heartbeat that I'm getting older she said I was trying to do something the other day you just need to face it you're not as young as you used to be you're getting I said thanks a lot you know I was trying to I mean, she said your body's not healing as quick as it used to you just can't get out there and mow and do all that stuff I'm like I'm not in the grave I'm only 48 years old but she, she talks I'm about ready for the nursing home. I don't know what, uh, <laughs> apparently she's, not, she's trying to get me out of the world quick. I don't know what her deal is, but uh, you know, it is, um, it is tough. It's hard for some people to, uh, uh, to, to grow old gracefully. But you know, one thing's for sure uh, that's not going to age is uh, uh, our love for Jesus Christ and our salvation, our, our love for the Lord. Those kind of things are not going to wrinkle. The things of the church are not going to wrinkle. Uh, you can look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 27, uh, uh, if you want. Uh, you don't feel like you have to look it up. But I'm just going to read it kind of quick here. Uh, it says, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So, you know, those the, the things that are going to be everlasting are the things of the church, are going to be the things of God, are going to be the things of, of the spiritual nature, are, are only going to... Uh, retain its useful, youthfulness and uh, never grow old or never grow wearisome. And those are the kind of things that we need to focus on. Uh, it's so easy to focus on the physical. It's so easy to focus on the things, on the material uh, that is, doesn't matter. You know, yeah, we need to try to eat a little better. I know I need to and, and try to work out if you can. And it's hard to do and you have physical limitations like I do and uh, it makes it hard. But, um, you know, that, but that's not what life's about. We need to try to be healthy, but the main thing is, is where our hearts are at with Jesus Christ. It's one of the reasons why I read that uh, opening scripture, 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, is that man looks on the outward appearance, but God looks on the heart. There's too much emphasis on the outward. You know, we just need to focus on the, on the, on the inside. We need to focus on the heart. That's what matters. If more people would do that, I think that this whole racial division we're seeing right now would be squashed. If people just put their... their uh, their hearts and minds towards Christ Jesus, we would see a whole lot more peace on this land. But until they do that, it's going to be chaos and, and anything goes. But you know, that's one thing we see here in, in Titus chapter 2. One of the first things we see here in verse 1, it says, but as for you, going back to verses 10 and 11, as we were uh, studying uh, this past, um, Let's see, probably last Sunday, I want to say, because I think we focused more on uh, 13 through 16 Wednesday. But 10 and 11 says, uh, For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced, since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to preach. So it's reverencing, uh, going back to that, but as for you, going to verses 10 and 11, Teach what accords with sound doctrine, okay? So we need to teach with that, with, with, um, without any falsehood. There, there's so many people out there who 
do not want to uh, preach the whole word of God because uh, they don't want to offend. There are those out there who are, are, are liars and uh, the result of cults, uh, the result of, uh, you know, false religions and false gods. And that's one thing I was talking about. You know, if all roads lead to heaven, you know, then what, was the, then what Jesus did was in vain. What was the point of Jesus coming? If all religions lead to God, then what was the point of Jesus even coming? God could have said, well, yeah, well, they, hey, they could be a Wiccan or they could be a, um, a Buddhist or a Hindu and, and they'll get to heaven. Well, that's, that's ludicrous. There's only one way to, to heaven. That's why these, these, these false uh, uh, speakers and talkers needed to be silenced. And these Jewish individuals in particular, uh, that's one reason why that, uh, Paul was reversing this, uh, was the fact that uh, they were adding on uh, to salvation. You know, they were, they, were, you know here, they were saying, yes, we believe in Jesus Christ. Yes, we believe in his atoning work. But, you know, they were going around behind uh, what Paul was saying and saying, oh, well, you need to uh, abide by the, the laws of, of what um, the Old Testament laws, the dietary restriction, all these different things. Uh, so they were kind of being counterintuitive uh, to what Paul was trying to do. And that's why he was saying that we need to preach with sound doctrine. And that's what we need to do uh, as pastors, as Christians, is to preach the whole word of God. Uh, that's one thing uh, Jason uh, was with Ivy Road. I was helping him uh, load up after church. And uh, that's one thing he said. He said that uh, it's just, you know, he said he's just getting so tired of uh, fluff and the saccharine and the trite uh, teachings of uh, so many churches uh, that will not stand on the whole word of God, with, particularly with controversial issues of homosexuality and abortion. And, and, and they won't take a strong stand. It's all about, um, uh, you know, you don't even have to even bring your Bibles. You can just come and just hang out and just... Uh, Feel good. Hey, read a poem that makes you feel good. You know, it's, just, it's insane what some of these people are pushing out there. But we had to have that sound teaching that God has called us to do. And if we, we are a detriment, that's one thing that I take very seriously as a pastor uh, is, is what I say from this pulpit. I pray, Lord, help me please uh, to, to truly teach, to truly instruct, to help you grow, to help you understand the things of God. And that is my goal. I read, I study, and, uh, but ultimately, you know, before we used to, I'd be like, Lord, you know, help me to, to memorize what this person said or help me to remember what this person said. You know, and it's like, finally, the Lord's like, whoa, you know, yes, I, these are theologians we need to glean from, we need to understand, uh, we can draw information from, but I'm not up here to regurgitate what somebody else has wrote. What I need to do is, is study and then let the Holy Spirit guide me into what to say. God's word needs to go out what he once said. I can, I can take what I've read, but ultimately I need to be used for his service. And that's why it just goes back to, uh, to, to uh, being completely dependent upon God. You know, I, as you know, I, uh, it, it's still a struggle. I still want to use those notes. It's still easy to want to be like, you know, want to, want to, uh, to, to look down and go by that. But I'm trying real hard to just have faith in the Lord and let his word go well. And, uh, but I still like to, you know, the, the, to reference certain uh, things. That's why I do have a, a note here and there just to kind of glance down on. But, uh, but I wanted to be dependent upon the Lord. And I want to do sound, strong teaching for your benefit to grow. Hey, you know, that's what we talked about, me and Dad talked about earlier. He said, what do you think's wrong uh, with a stream? Well, you know, because when we stream out, even though it goes to our website, uh, oh, it, it really, 
uh, it's really going straight to YouTube. Even though you can go to the website to watch it live, it's technically it's, it's really going to YouTube. And I said, I've noticed here lately uh, with my morning devotions, Brandy can tell you, or even when I preach, uh, it's getting, uh, when, I, when I download that off of Facebook, I noticed it here within the last few weeks or so, haven't it? It has been getting really, really hard. It's like they've changed some kind of algorithm or something. It's getting very difficult uh, to download uh, my devotions and my sermons, dad's sermons, so I can strip the audio, send it to the podcast, or upload it to YouTube. And, uh, uh, and I think, you know, I might, uh, you can agree or you can disagree, but, you know, we're seeing this with Twitter and some of these other social media magnets where they want to squash anything in regards to, uh, if, if, it, if it's okay if it's bashing Trump, but if it's, if it's uh, in a, in against Biden and his campaign, they want to squash that silence. I'm telling you right now, I think, and I'm a firm believer, this is just things to come. They're, they're going to try to keep the word of God from going out. And I'm just, I, I really think it's one reason why we're having a harder time getting out to YouTube. I'm having a harder time with Facebook because they don't want this going. They, they, that's contrary to what they're, what, it, it, the antithesis to what they like or want, to, you know, want out there. And I think it's just a matter of time. And uh, if we can get out there uh, live uh, to, uh, to spread the gospel, but, you know, it's kind of, you know, it, it may be difficult to get it out there live on the internet, but maybe, just maybe, it might make some people actually get out of their house and come to church. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? That they couldn't watch live anymore and they say, oh gosh, I guess I'll just have to go to church and sit and listen to that big fat hairy man, you know? And uh, so, uh, in one sense, that would be, I'd love to see that happen, <laughs> you know, just get people out of their house and to come and listen. But I'm not going to back down. And uh, I, I don't want to, to, to purposely offend somebody. I don't want to intentionally just hurt somebody's feelings. I want to speak the truth of love, but I'm not going to back down on God's word. And I don't care who likes it. I don't care who gets upset. I don't care who cries. I've got to preach. I have been called at a high calling to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I must take that seriously. Even though you know, we can laugh, we can joke, we can have fun. But when it comes to God's word, I take this very seriously and I want to preach the whole gospel. And the sad thing is, that is getting to be a rarity in churches. Is that not hard? That's hard to imagine that to hear the full gospel of Jesus Christ is actually hard, harder to find uh, among evangelical churches. That blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. But that's what he's referring to here in verse one. But as for you, teach what accords with sound doctrine. Okay, now here's some things that we need to look at here. Now we, we look at we're looking at uh, five different groups here. We're looking uh, talking about reference to older men, uh, and uh, we're looking at uh, uh, the, and how their uh, character should be. Uh, older women, uh, with regards to the younger women, we're going to see that with younger men and the uh, application of uh, different things here that we're going to see. But uh, you know, one thing that People don't like. And I told Dad right now, I said, I'll tell you, he was talking about this morning. He said, hey, thank you, Wednesday. Thank you, anybody got upset. I said, I probably, I said, I think you probably say. And I said, but I'm the one that's probably going to get, uh, uh, get chewed out on tonight's teaching. He said, why is that? And I said, the feminists are not going to like what I have to say in regards to Titus chapter uh, 2, 1 through 5. They are not going to like it at all. And particularly when it comes to the um, uh, separation between various ages. 
uh, gender distinctives because feminists want to say, hey, uh, you know, there's, there's no distinctives that, uh, you know, uh, that, that's, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. And so they're not going to like it. But the thing of it is, a man is to be head of the church, just as God is head of the church. Uh, the man is to be the spiritual head of the household, just like I was, uh, had a premarital counseling session this past week. And that's one thing I told him in reference to Ephesians 5. And I said, the man is to be the head of the home spiritually. You are to lead spiritually, okay? Uh, you'd have your family in church. That is your responsibility. And I told her, I said, you are to submit to him spiritually. You are to take his lead and you need, need to, to be in church. Now, that's not to say that he is to be a dictator. It doesn't mean that he's supposed to get in your face and tell you what to do. I said, you all work together as a team. But spiritually speaking, you need to submit. And uh, they, were, they were good with that. Like I said, I've told you this before. Some people, they, they don't like to hear that. And um, uh, in fact, I had someone message me um, uh, earlier this week. Uh, they go to church here. And they asked me about uh, Ann, let's see. Is it Ann Graham Lutz? How do you say her last name? Lutz. And said uh, she's claiming to be an evangelist. And what I thought about that, and I said, you know, I like Franklin Graham. I like Billy Graham. Uh, but I got some problems with her. I'll be honest with you. Uh, not because she's a woman, uh, but, uh, uh, but she has gotten into numerology. Uh, I literally saw the video, so I didn't like I just you know, made it up or something just hearsay. I literally saw the video where she's getting numerology, which is wrong. Uh, and the fact that, um, and I'll be honest with you, as great as a man Billy Graham was, and he led thousands to the Lord, uh, when it comes to some economical uh, ideas, uh, there were some things here I, I kind of had some problems with as well, but for the most part, I mean, I feel like he was genuine and really served the Lord. But, uh, but she is, um, you know, because uh, a woman is not to be a pastor. And uh, so I've got some problems. If she's wanting to be an evangelist, I've got some problems with that. I, it, it, to me, it goes against the grain of God's word. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong for a woman to teach within a church. It's not, nothing wrong for her to be a missionary. Things like that, there's nothing wrong with that. But then uh, I said, I just, uh, uh, with what we read in God's word in, to, in reference to what an elder is supposed to be, uh, I, just don't, uh, I just don't see how she can justify that. That's my humble opinion and how I feel that what God's word is saying in regards to an elder. And uh, uh, so, you know, uh, and so we're going to get some things here in regards to that. But particularly when it comes to um, uh, older men. Uh, right here we see here that older men are to be sober-minded, okay? So you are to, when you see that word here, to be sober-minded, okay? What, what do you all think that, that means? When you say, I'm, I'm going to present to you a question. When it says sober-minded, all right, I want to hear from the men. We'll get to you women here in just a minute. You, you ladies, when you hear sober-minded men, what do you think that that means when I say sober-minded? Don't everybody speak at once. <laughs> serious. There you go. Thank you, sir. That's exactly what I was going for. But uh, not serious in the sense that uh, uh, that you are just uh, uh, Debbie Downer, uh, that you can't have any fun uh, type of, of seriousness, uh, uh, obviously, or I'd be in a lot of trouble, as, as silly as I can get sometimes. But, um, but seriousness when it comes to the Word of God, to show that maturity in your walk with Him. Uh, that we need to show that uh, that you know there's been some some growth spiritually, and uh, so that's one thing you know that, that we need to uh, uh, 
to understand that uh, the, the seriousness that of Christian character. All right, that's what we're, we're really boils down to what we're looking at here this evening is Christian character both for males and females, and that uh, you know when you think of seriousness, sometimes you think of somebody as always serious. Nothing worse than when I'm, uh, you know, I get more into my silly moods. I know which is. 99.9% of the time. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, I'm trying to joke with somebody and I think it's funny and they're like, I'm like, sorry. You know, I don't know. I was like dad said when he was speaking to this church over there, he said he felt like it was mannequins. He said he tried to tell a joke, maybe stared at him. And he said he was like, okay. So he, he tried, to, tried to do something else and he said he wouldn't move. He said, you talk about the chosen frozen. He said they wouldn't, he said they, they showed no emotion whatsoever. That's some serious people over there, right? And uh, so, you know, or, and so that's one thing we need to do is that we're serious in the right way, serious in regards to the things of God, okay? So uh, we see here to be, uh, the older man to be sober-minded, uh, dignified or prudent, your word, your, your word, your, your, what is wrong with me tonight? Your Bibles may say prudent, all right? And, uh, uh, and the, uh, to understand the, the gravity or the seriousness of life, you know, uh, life is, uh, as we know, is, is very short. And we need to make sure that we are, uh, understand the, uh, our responsibility as Christians uh, to use what time we have on this earth. Huh? Oh, I thought I swore I heard her say man. Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I try to block out the other voices, and sometimes the other ones get louder. Um, <laughs> I just do what the voices in my head tell me. Anyway, uh, so we look at it, that uh, we are to understand the gravity of nature uh, of life, to be dignified, to, uh, to, to show that, uh, that, to be prudent uh, in our um, everyday lives, that uh, we have learned not to... Um, uh, understand that uh, I'm trying to get the word out here. Um, I'm trying to be silly, and I've lost my train of thought. The um, I'll just move on. There's something. There's a word that I was trying to say, and my mind's went blank. Self-control. All right, an older man's supposed to be self-controlled, knowing your limitations. You know, that's that's one thing I think is hard for a lot of men is knowing our limitations, particularly as we get older. And uh, we need to know not to overindulge in something. Like I know that if I go home and eat ice cream, I will be up all night and I'm going to be sick. You know, if I eat pizza late, I'm going to be sick. You know, I've learned the hard way. Don't do these kind of things. If I go outside and try to run, I'm going to be dead for a few days. You know, it's not going to, it's not, you know, I have to understand. I must have some self-control here. That I've learned something that, you know, that's one thing men need to make sure. And, and remember that Paul was in his 60s when he's talking about this, when he's re referencing to older men. So understand that, okay? And, you know, I mean, we're going to get into, uh, I don't know if we'll get into to the, to the response to younger men uh, this evening or not. But, um, you know, I, I know there's, we have some gentlemen in here that are retired and may be watching on here. I think some men think that when they're retired, that uh, that's pretty much it. You know, last, you know, uh, you just sit down. Nothing further from the truth. Understand, you still got a job to do. And when you wake up every day, God has a plan for your life. And you need to seek that out, what that plan is. 
And you need to see where God can still lead you and direct you. There's no, no reason why you couldn't do mission work. There's no reason why you can't work for Good Samaritan. There's no reason why you can't do some things to still serve the Lord. You still have plenty of time left in your life to do something. And I think that's one thing that um, a lot of men have, uh, have trouble with. You know, and the sad thing is, a lot of men, if they retire about five years, about to, uh, if they sit down and do nothing, usually five years about their life expectancy after they retire. But, uh, but if you stay active and, and do stuff, then I think your longevity of life will be that much more. I was like, oh, huh? You ain't said this not me. I said, but I saw it down there. Oh, I saw it down there. <laughs> I'd like to hand it to Hoppy. I tell you what, that man works hard. How old are you, Hoppy? 85, 86? 68. Oh, 68. Good grief. Life's been rough on him. Uh, <laughs> no, he's, he's 60. Huh? I'd say it's your mother-in-law. Oh, yeah. She's not that old. I'd be ashamed to see. Oh, yeah. But uh, no, he, uh, I'll tell you what, he works like a dog. He works over at ETSU, works like a dog over there. At least that's what he says. He might go over there and sleep and then sprays water on him. Look, he's sweating and comes in. Oh, I've worked a hard day, Sharon. You don't understand. But uh, <laughs> knowing him, it wouldn't surprise me. But he does. He works very hard. I know Mr. Raider. I know he works very hard. He's only, what, 41, 42, and he works, he works like a dog. So, huh? There you go. <laughs> no, he don't at all. He don't at all. So, um, so I don't really start on Jerry. I, I, sound in faith. All right, sound in faith. So, <laughs> be me, though, Jerry. Sound in faith. Uh, you know, we need to um, make sure that um, you know. That's one thing I keep always harping on. I think a lot of people, once they get saved, whether they're, like I say, what we are, what we're learning here is, you know, even though it is, it may could be, specific, you know, uh, specific to a, a time and place in history, it can be aimed more towards, say, like we're talking about older men right now, maybe aimed more towards an elder of a church. But understand, these are still applications that are, are for everybody and anybody, despite the age. All right, understand that. And we need to be sound in faith. And, and when I say that, like I say, I know I sound like a broken record, but so many people are not growing when it comes to the things of the Lord. They get saved and they accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. They come to church and then they just become stagnant. No more growth. It's like, well, that's it. And that's all I got to do. And it's just mundane, everyday thing. We have got to keep learning. We have to keep growing. We have to keep searching out the things of God. So that's why we have to grow in faith. We have to, you know, we have to understand our dependence on God. You know, sometimes when we're younger, I know for me, you know, I, I was not dependent on God. I thought I had it all figured out. I thought I had, I, I, I know it's hard to believe, but I was a smart aleck, know-it-all, arrogant jerk. And that's just what Brandy told me yesterday. Uh, but, I, uh, uh, you know, I, I wasn't dependent on God. And I'll be honest with you, I think that's one reason why, you know, I was listening to Tony Ellenberg's song. We've had him here to sing before. And um, in one of the songs I, I was moaning the other day, and it came on uh, my iTunes. And one thing he was talking about is how he drew closer, because for those who may not know him, he was a contemporary Christian music singer, and he had polio. He, he, was a, he, he walked with a limp. He had, he had a lot of pain. 
And one thing he talked about was drawing closer to God through sickness. And I could really relate to that song because I deal with a lot of health issues, as you well know. And, uh, and I think through that, I was able to draw closer to God and, and understand the fact that I, my complete dependence must be on him. If I try to do anything on my own, I will fall. I will fail. You know, I was doing a funeral yesterday. And that's one thing I was trying to tell him. That when you're dealing with this sadness, when you're dealing with this loss, you're dealing with this depression, and you're trying to deal with it on your own, you will be miserable. You will fail. But if you give your complete and utter dependence on God, draw his strength, use his peace, you will overcome, you will prevail, you can persevere, you can endure, and you can keep pushing forward. Because it's not your strength you're relying on, it is God's. And that's one thing that we have to do. We have to be completely, utterly, completely dependent upon God. Having that faith in all things, in all situations. It can be scary. You don't think I'm not afraid every time I get up here to speak? Every single time? Brandy can tell you, even on Wednesdays, when I'm doing online service from home, she can tell you I'm a ball of nerves. She's like, it's fine. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. You know, it's just... You know, but I, I'm trying hard to have that faith to know, God, you use me, you put the words in my mouth, you have, you want to be heard. And that's in whatever situation we're facing, financial, jobless, whatever it is, that you are giving complete, total dependence upon God. And if you're dealing with job loss, you're dealing with those kind of things, it can be scary that we know that God will get us through. And we've got to give that faith and trust in him. Older men look at in love. When we look at that are to... Um, uh, uh, or uh, when it comes to, uh, ah, get out here in a second. In regards to love, let's get out here in a second. Let's see, what, look at what that means. Look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. All right. So, we look at that, all right, in regards to what that means when it talks about uh, love, all right? 13, 4 through 7 says, love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. So how does that, how does that relate uh, to an older man? Well, a lot of older men can be very grouchy, can be very impatient, can be very mean. What if it does sound like me? <laughs> I... Uh, that's one thing we have to, is what that's looking at, is look at when it comes to, is that we should be softer and understand uh, what somebody else is going through and not show that, that meanness, not show that grouchiness, that we should be more understanding, more loving, more kind, more tenderhearted. You know, it's easy to, uh, uh, to be, get aggravated. It's easy to, uh, to, to get upset with other people. Uh, that's the easy thing to do. And I don't care if you're male or female. It's an easy thing to do, to get upset easily. It's easy as you get older to have less patience with people, you know. 
I'm, I'm, I'm sure Jerry chases kids off his lawn. Get off my lawn, you know. He, you know, he may not, but he, you know, but uh, you know, that's kind of you, you think of somebody being grouchy. It's kind of what you think. It's you know, it's uh, uh, running kids off the lawn and being mean to people, kicking the dog. But uh, we need to show that tenderheartedness. We need to show you know we we should have the compassion to understand uh, that uh, you know. God has brought us a long way in our lives. And uh, have the patience to know that, hey, you know what, God's still working on this individual. We need to pray for this individual. And, uh, and to show that loving, tenderhearted kindness uh, towards those around us. So, you know, if you've got a grouchy attitude, that's one thing I really try hard to do. And is, is if I, you know, something my mom always said, if you can't say something nice, don't say it at all. You know, I'm, it's really easy for me to be negative. I saw you raise your eyebrows. I, uh, I, you know, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to say negative things, but I try hard. You gonna make it? Yeah. Okay. As uh, as as try not to be as negative. You know, I try hard to say something kinder or more loving. Do I not? Have I not tried harder? Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. It's uh, Cheryl. Cheryl, go to back to class. You after 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 class, you will write one thousand times. I will not be rude to church. Put me to the back as a Baptist. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so let's make sure that we're showing that love and steadfastness. Unfortunately, we're running, we're running out of time. As steadfastness or perseverance, running with endurance to keep pushing forward and not give up. And, you know, and that's one thing that's easy to do, I think, as we get older. It's easy to be like, you know what, my life's bad over. And just want to give up. It's easy to kind of have that attitude. But just like we're seeing that running with endurance to keep pushing forward. But uh, so don't give up. All right? Don't, uh, like old Buzz Lightyear always says, don't give up.